Dr. Beverly Reed. And I'm Dr. Amber Klimczak. And we are Two, Two Peaks, Peaks in a Pod. Pod. Okay, well, thank you guys for joining us for episode number three. Dr. K, how's your week been? It's great. I can't believe we've done three of these. Are people still out there listening? Yes. Oh, my gosh, there are. And I actually didn't realize because when I was looking at the statistics and everything, I had only been looking at downloads before when people actually download. But then you can also see who's listening. And I think we had over 300 listeners. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So Well, I convinced Stephen to listen. So he he was one of the 300. And he gave us a five-star review. Thank you. Steven, I was actually impressed. We have, you know, we have maybe like four or five five-star reviews. So, I mean, I thought that was great for, for beginners. He's, he's padding the votes. <laughs> that's right. That's right. They were all Steven and your mom. Yeah. <laughs> no, we've had a great week at yeah. Fertility. So we've had um, a really exciting addition to our practice. We've had a lot of giggling in our practice. A lot, <laughs> right. a lot of laughter the last few days. Yeah. We're testing this out. But do you want to tell the listeners about what we've been doing? Yes. Um, so if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know because I made this announcement yesterday but Dr. K and I of course are on a mission to take the fear out of fertility testing and treatment and I think maybe we should even kind of talk about the background of this part of it is based on I think you and me personally because (laughs) I mean I'll just say for myself I'm a wimp I don't like to go to the doctor I don't even like to get a pap smear done and so when I see the types of things that our poor patients have to do for fertility testing and treatment, I think we just have it in our hearts to really just make this process as easy and comfortable for our patients as possible. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think some of my most miserable doctor's visits have been to a gynecologist. And unfortunately, that's what we are, you know, and I, st- I still remember my IUD. That was the most mm-hmm. miserable experience. It hurts so bad, you know, and what we've discussed is... There aren't a lot of options for pain control during these sort of short procedures that can be pretty traumatic and painful to the person undergoing them. So we were trying to get together with something, a better idea for how we could manage pain during these gynecologic procedures. Yes, yes. And, you know, really as part of this whole process, I kind of thought back to my training. So in the very beginning when I was a little med student or an intern and I started seeing some of these procedures that women go through, and certainly it was pretty horrifying um, to see that and we'd say, oh my gosh, you know, don't we offer to put the patient to sleep? Don't we offer to do all these things? And they say, no, no, this is how we do it. This is how we do it. And I, you know, of course I wasn't in the position to really kind of stand up and say anything about it at the time, but it does make me sad that it took me this long to really, as a woman leader in our field now need to say no more. Right. (laughs) We need to make this better for our patients just because this is how it's always been does not mean that we are going to continue doing it that way. Right. And what we had discussed is the technique a lot of the time was distraction. Yes. It wasn't direct pain control. We really didn't give much for pain control. It was talk to the patient, make them feel at ease, which we definitely believe in. But you know, being a woman going through it, sometimes that's not enough. Asking me how my day is does not make me comfortable with you clipping my cervix, you yes. know? So yeah. it really does take a little bit more to make us feel relaxed and comfortable enough to yeah. go through some of these procedures. Yes. So um, one of the most uncomfortable procedures is called an HSG. This is a 
test where we put dye into the uterus to see does the dye come out of the fallopian tubes. And first, I would say, let's just kind of mention the things that we've done even before this new machine that we purchased to help um, that we do to kind of help reduce pain. So do you have any good tips? And I'll kind of share mine too. Yeah. So I actually think one of the best things that I learned, because mm -hmm. I mean, Dr. Reed knows this. I've done a lot of HSGs. Yeah. I'm, I'm very worried Thousands. about I'm very worried about my cancer in the future that I might have from exposure radiation. to all of these x-rays. Okay. But one of the techniques that I noticed was most effective was just pure speed. Mm -hmm. And so, and I feel like this too. So whenever I have a procedure done, whether it's like a dental something or it's at the doctor, if it takes longer and I perceive that that person is maybe struggling a little bit, mm -hmm. I get more anxious and more in pain. Mm -hmm. So I saw that the doctors that were the best at performing HSGs with having really comfortable patients and really not seeming to have a big reaction to it, they were the quickest. Mm -hmm. So my goal is always to Great. get people in and out of the procedure as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. And you know, to do that, you have to be really good at it. <laughs> so I yeah. trained really really hard so yeah. that I can be extremely efficient. Yeah. And then I also try and eliminate grabbing onto the cervix as much as I can. Yeah. So you know this, I, you know, try, there's a tool that we use to kind of pull down the cervix to straighten things out. But a lot of times I find you don't need that. Mm -hmm. And I think the way we're trained is to always do that. Yeah. And when I started learning from other people and I was like, Oh, you don't, you don't need to do that. So I just try completely without, you know, touching anything on the cervix. Just, can we get this? It's a small catheter that we place right through the cervix to push that dye up through the uterus and the fallopian tubes. And I would say 80% of the time, golden. Like yeah. we get through, we don't have to do anything. And I think that that really, especially because it's at the very beginning of the procedure, like sets yeah. the tone. They're mm -hmm. like, okay, this yeah. is fine. I'm fine. This isn't that bad, you know, yeah. and, and they're feeling much more at ease. So yeah. speed, I try not to grab the cervix if I don't have to. Yeah. I use very small amounts of dye and I go very slow. Yes. The slower yeah. the installation, I yeah. found the significantly less cramping. Yes. Doctors that I've seen that really push that dye immediately, patients cramp and I find a lot mm -hmm. of times they get a spasm. Exactly. And I think that's an interesting point because it's almost you're saying two opposite things. Mm -hmm. I try to do it as fast as I can, but wait, go really slow. And right. but I, it's I all about technique. Agree. Yeah. And I will say this is a mistake I made when I was an intern and I did this for the first time is you don't really have the feel for how fast you need to push the die, right? So you have this syringe. You're trying to give it a good push because you want the dye to go through and immediately somebody will cramp like that. So that I 100% agree. I've just learned just nice and slow for injecting the dye. That is what's going to help the patient feel most comfortable too. So. Um, so some of the things I like to do too is I add, like to add a little bit of numbing spray mm -hmm. um, to the cervix. And then, yes, most patients don't need to have um, a, an instrument placed to kind of help straighten out the cervix. But for those who do, sometimes adding a little bit of numbing medication mm -hmm. like lidocaine mm -hmm. um, can be helpful for that part. And then anytime I am about to inject lidocaine or if I do need to put an instrument on to kind of help straighten out the cervix, um, and this is going to unfortunately give away my trick that I do for patients is I always ask them a question Same. that they have to mm -hmm. think about, right? Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, what did you do this weekend? And yeah. then I go do, and because yeah. that way they're once again mm -hmm. using that distraction technique. Um, but it's funny because apparently dentists do the same thing. So this never works on my dentist patients. <laughs> they're like, ah, I know you're about to do something to me, right? Well, I hate when the dentist does it because your mouth yeah. is open. Right. And they are always, and I'm like, my mouth's open and I'm trying to answer your question. I know something bad is happening. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, 
Okay, so I guess we'll kind of talk about um, our new equipment that we purchased then. So what we purchased is a device that allows us to administer nitrous gas, similar to what you would potentially use at the dentist office. And, you know, it's kind of interesting because I've wanted to do this for years, but I could not find any other OBGYN or fertility doctor that offers this. And it's sometimes hard when you're the first one to do that because you figure, you know, are there any special certifications I need to have? Where do I purchase this equipment? What are the logistics from it? So I actually got the information, if you remember, from my dentist yeah. friend. Yes. <laughs> so this is a yeah. shout out to my dentist friend, Dr. Courtney Winchell. She's in San Antonio. She's a pediatric dentist. And she really shared with me all about nitrous. And she said, look, it's really safe. She uses it on her pediatric patients, right? And I think the great thing about it is it, it is very fast acting. Within a minute of breathing in nitrous gas, your body feels relaxed that anxiety let's stop and tell the listeners nitrous is laughing gas yes so a common name you've probably had it before definitely as a child when you would go to the dentist had to have any procedure they did it a lot of adults we would get it i got it before they did my iv for my wisdom teeth they used it just to relax me for that so this is laughing gas that we're talking about so nitrous gas we're basically using laughing gas yes yes um and so it's something that you can take and then the nice part is though it also wears off really quickly. So once we're done with the procedure, which as Dr. K said, should be really quick, then we have you breathe 100% oxygen that helps that to get all out of your system and you can drive yourself home. You're totally back to normal. It's very safe, very low risk for any kind of side effects or anything like that. And so um, I have to say our training session was really fun. You were there for a training <laughs> session, but Dr. K had to go do some egg retrievals. So she missed the part where our medical assistants, Kennedy and Chandler, because we had to test this out on people, they they were our sample patients. And <laughs> I got some fun. <laughs> I got some videos later in that day. And I'm like, oh, what are you goofballs doing? It was pretty hilarious to watch them breathe in the nitrous. Yeah. And they got they gave it their full approval. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. It definitely relaxed them. They were feeling great. And yes. so we tested it out. It's very safe. Yeah. And I will say, just thinking back to nitrous gas and its use in medicine, mm-hmm. I still remember when I was in training. They were telling us, oh, Canada uses laughing gas, nitrous, Mm. during deliveries. And I remember from that point, I was like, this is so bizarre that America hasn't really taken this on and used it because it is so safe. And really the key is the patient administers it themselves. And I distinctly remember that because, you know, if you're in labor, if you're not able to do it because you're feeling too loopy, then you're safe, right? You're not able to give yourself any more of the medication. And that's what we do here in our practice as well. The patient is administering putting the mask over them and so if you get too much obviously you're not going to be able to hold it over your mouth so yeah and one of the nice things I like about the system that we got too is it's adjustable so for example um I think a lot of the machines that they sell it just kind of gives a mixture of 50 50 Mm -hmm. between the oxygen and the nitrous but with ours you can really turn it up or down you can titrate it for patients so if they're feeling too much turn it down if they're having side effect or you know what I mean (laughs) either way turn it up or down um so that you can make them feel as comfortable as possible in that moment. Um, and I thought that was nice um, because I have heard every now and then somebody say, oh, I tried it and I didn't like it. I it felt too, too out of control mm-hmm. or it made me feel nauseous or something. Well, hey, no problem. That doesn't mean that you wouldn't like it here because we are, have the ability to, to turn it to whatever is going to be customized for your body too. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Dr. Reed, are you going to try it? <laughs> 
I've been wondering ever since I saw those videos of the girls. I was like, is it's, this I know. Girl? I was thinking, well, okay, here's the thing. I, you know, I'm very uptight. I'm an uptight per. I'm, I'm this combination of kind of relaxed in some circumstances, mm-hmm. but uptight in other circumstances. And I will say the trainer did say people who are very uptight and don't like to lose control do mm-hmm. not like nitrous gas. So it did make me a little worried. Um, so I don't know. I'm not sure. Should I try it? I don't know. You I, know what we I'm should do? I'm partially curious. Okay. <laughs> I, this is what we should do. So what we have already decided one of our episodes is going to be that we're going to get our blood drawn so we can mm-hmm. check our AMH levels. And But we both have needle phobia. <laughs> we don't want to We can use the nitrous for So us. why don't we mm-hmm. do our nitrous mm-hmm. Or when we get our blood draw, for and so then we can kind of be testing two things at once: how the nitrous works for needle phobia, and yeah, okay, let's do it. Love it's it. a date. <laughs> I'll definitely volunteer to get my blood drawn if I can have laughing. Yeah, I know, I know that'll make it better. And so I think that's the thing too. So back to the um, procedures, right? So initially, I was thinking you can use it for HSG, but also there's lots of other things. Mm-hmm. Endometrial biopsies are very uncomfortable, um, but even things that maybe the average person wouldn't feel like they need nitrous for like getting their blood drawn or an ultrasound or an insemination, this can be an option for our patients. If it is something that causes you anxiety and discomfort, this is something that we can um, mm-hmm. now help you with because I know you and I both see a lot of patients ha- that have a condition called vaginismus. Right. Do you want to kind of explain to them what vaginismus is? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And this is certainly something that we've tried to distinguish ourselves and let people know we're yeah. comfortable with caring um, for patients that have vaginismus. So basically, it's a reaction where if you even get close to the vagina, maybe it's through intercourse or any type of sexual activity, or more importantly for us, if we're doing a gynecologic procedure, we may have to place a speculum, which of course goes in the vagina, or do a pelvic exam. The muscles of the vagina actually immediately clinch down and really don't allow any entry or penetration if it's intercourse, things like that. And it causes extreme pain and discomfort for the patient. And it's sort of like a cycle. Mm -hmm. So after it starts happening, then they have an anticipatory reaction where they're, I know this is going to hurt and your muscles, it's completely out of your control. Just you know, contract down before you even have a chance to try and relax. So it can be really frustrating with patients because a lot of these patients, they're trying to get pregnant, right? Mm -hmm. And so that involves a lot of these procedures and it's just constant battle for them. And so what we've tried to do is think of ways to make it so that we can really help these patients. Mm -hmm. And it is is definitely a patient population that I think really needs TLC and especially tailored medicine for And nitrous is just like the perfect answer for them. Yes, absolutely. Because I just imagine myself trying to be in a circumstance like that. Look, you're already struggling at home with Mm -hmm. even trying to have intercourse. And then Mm -hmm. you think, I have to go to fertility clinic. Now they're going to be potentially using speculums and vaginal probes and everything. That's terrifying. I'm surprised anybody's ever even brave enough to see us, but we really want to serve those patients and just let them know that, you know what, you're in total control the whole time, right? And this, I think that's important too. When patients come in, just because you're scheduled for a procedure doesn't mean we have to complete that procedure, right? right? right. We're just going to go at your own pace. We're going to see what your body lets us do. And now we can just help with that relaxation part and the anxiety part with being able to give the nitrous gas too. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, I think also just a couple of other procedures that I've seen, you know, patients with saline infusion sonograms, it mm-hmm. really depends on the patient. Yeah. I have had a few patients that really were just like, that was 
was the most uncomfortable procedure I've ever had. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know exactly what patient it's going to be. You don't yeah. expect it. You get into it and you still want to figure out the answer. And they always want to complete the procedure. But then yeah. as the physician doing it, you do feel this like yeah. sense of, should we stop? Yeah. You know, we, yeah. I don't want to harm you. I don't want to hurt yeah. you, you know, yeah. and it's, it's traumatic. So it's nice that we have these tools available. Well, you bringing up the saline infusion sonogram too, I kind of wanted to mention that is another thing that we both do similarly that I really think helps with pain too is so the I feel like the average um, doctor who does saline infusion sonograms and or HSGs uses a balloon catheter so this is a device where you have to put the tube all the way into the uterus then you inflate a balloon with just that part tends to cause a lot of discomfort and pain but you and I both instead just use this little device that just goes in the cervix it doesn't even go all the way in and so I think that tends to make it a lot more comfortable too we've done both right. and I think Hate we the see the difference right balloons. yeah and you know it's always one of those decisions we both do this yeah what would I want yeah what would I, what would I want for my friends so whenever yeah. we make decisions for what to use in our practice we yeah. really are thoughtful about what will be most comfortable yeah. and I think that's really important in the practice of medicine yeah yeah and so um, so yesterday was because um, of course we sort of practiced on Kennedy and Chandler um, in terms of using the nitrous but yesterday was my first actual patient where she had her HSG done and she used the nitrous and she said it made it so much easier than she thought it was going to be she was very relaxed during the procedure and then the part that I really didn't think about ahead of time because this wasn't my goal is it made it so easy for me right. Right. <laughs> because you, you know if a patient yeah. is very tense and they're Absolutely. you know locked up and everything it's hard to even put the speculum in it's hard to put your device in and everything but when she was just so relaxed I'm like wow this is great for her and me <laughs> right yeah so we're actually hoping hoping that there are some doctors out there listening to us right now yeah. and would be interested in using nitrous yes absolutely and I think too that's um and I talked about this on my Instagram somebody said oh, well you're going to tell everybody then everyone's going to steal y'all's idea and everybody's going to want to do this and we said that is the goal right, yeah, right? great this is bigger than <laughs> us. This is bigger than peak fertility. Dr. K in kind of what we're doing right now, we want to help our patients, but we want to help all patients, not just our own. And so if you are a physician really of any specialty who just wants to know more, because that was the thing I struggled with. I couldn't find anyone who could help me. So now that I've gone through the process, I can tell you it's really easy. Reach out to me. I'm happy to explain the process, connect you with the right people to, to get it done, because we really want everybody to be able to have this available. Right. And our, our nitrous guy that was training us on the machine, he said that a lot of times physicians will use this for cosmetic procedures mm -hmm. and I was thinking wow you know part of my issue with cosmetic procedures is that I'm too scared of the pain yeah. right so I was like yeah. maybe I might be interested in getting something <laughs> yeah, that's right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who uses this uh, yeah let me know who <laughs> exactly yeah 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 but and he was interested to get feedback from us because he said there's not really fertility clinics using this so and mm -hmm. I really do believe and maybe we should put this on our counter let's check in a year and see how many other fertility clinics are doing this and I bet you we'll see a bunch because that's that's the great thing about right. the platform that we have now too is that we're able to help people all over so yeah but but anyways okay well I think we've got to wrap it up um, yeah. and you know thank you guys for supporting us through this we definitely appreciate it if you don't mind please leave us a good review and if you want request a topic because we will get to it even if it's months <laughs> a few later. months from now <laughs> all right thank you guys have bye. a good week bye <laughs>